a focus summary of Act 3, Part 2 of A Doll's House. When Helmer expresses horror over the contents of the letter, Nora thinks at first that his outrage is directed at Krogstad, and that he will, as he has so often promised, take all the blame upon himself. It is only when he locks the door, looks her in the eye, and asks if she understands what she has done, that she says, with a growing look of coldness, that she is beginning to. Far from coming to her rescue and sacrificing everything for her sake, he scorns her as a liar and a criminal, accuses her of having no principles or sense of duty, declares that she has destroyed his happiness and ruined his future, and says that she will remain his wife and their children's mother only in the eyes of the world. In the face of this attack, Nora responds only in simple, sober sentences that suggest she is undergoing some great revelation. Then the doorbell rings, and the maid brings in a letter for Nora that Torvald seizes from her to read himself. In dread, he tears it open and runs his eyes over the lines. Then he looks up, lets out a shout of joy, and exclaims, I am saved! To which Nora responds, And I? Krogstad has sent the bond back, and Torvald takes both it and the blackmail letter and throws them into the stove. In Torvald's mind, erasing the evidence of Nora's crime that had so appalled him erases the crime itself. He says that it is all over, that he has forgiven her, and that her ignorance and helplessness only make her all the more dear to him. Nora thanks him for his forgiveness and goes to the other room to change out of her fancy dress. As if nothing had happened, as if he had not just cruelly betrayed and forsaken her, Torvald returns to talking about his frightened little songbird and how he will protect her like a hunted dove under the shelter of his own protective wings. Returning to the room in everyday dress, Nora tells Torvald with a cold expression to sit down, because for the first time in their married life, they need to have a serious conversation. When, put to the test, Torvald failed utterly to fulfill his role as her knight in shining armor, Nora experiences an awakening. She realizes that she and Torvald have had no real relationship, but have only been role-playing the parts of the happy husband and wife. There could be nothing meaningful between them, because she assumed the tastes and opinions first of her father and then of her husband, and was allowed no opportunity to forge an identity of her own. Their home has been a playroom, and she has been Torvald's doll wife. She realizes that she is not fit to be either a wife or a mother, and she resolves that she must leave her family and educate herself. When Torvald tries to forbid her, she tells him there is no use trying to forbid her anything any longer. When he reminds her of her sacred duties to her husband and children, she says that she has a still more sacred duty to herself. When he insists that above all else she is a wife and a mother, she says that above all else she is a reasonable human being, or at least that she must try and become one. When Torvald urges her to trust in the guidance of religion and morality, she declares that she does not understand either. She only knows what she has been told, and she needs to go off on her own and discover whether any of it is true. When he says she is talking like a child who doesn't understand the conditions of the world, she says— 
I'm going to see if I can make out who is right, the world or I. And when he says she is out of her mind, she replies that she has never felt her mind more clear and certain. Torvald says that the only explanation there can be for her behavior is that she does not love him anymore. And she says candidly that that is just it. When he asks if she can explain what he did to forfeit her love, she says that indeed she can. The wonderful thing for which she had been waiting was a dramatic demonstration of her husband's love. But instead, he showed no concern at all for her, and only fear of what might happen to him. In that moment, it dawned on her that for eight years she had been living with a strange man and borne him three children. He begs her to stay, but she insists she cannot live with a stranger. She reassures Torvald that he is legally free of all obligations to her and that she will make no demands on him. She believes they must have perfect freedom on both sides. When he asks whether they can ever, in the future, be more than strangers to each other, she says that the most wonderful thing of all would have to happen. Their life together would have to be a real wedlock. Then she goes out, and as Torvald sits with his face buried in his hands, the sound of a shutting door is heard from below.